fire up the generator? No, it wasn't that serious. Yeah, okay. Well, how well about we do fi- we want to we- get serious and seriously record? Yeah, how about we fire up the show? Not just the generator. <laughs> All righty. Uh, since there's only three of us, which one of us is going to tell Chris to stop chewing? Chris. Okay. Coyote O. That's the guy. <laughs> Coyote O. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Everyone Racers, a show designed for the world of low dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of Lemma Champ or Lucky Track Dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, as well as news and notes in the world of low-dollar endurance racing, whether it's on the spot, hella sweet, or we're lucky enough, and Chrissy actually arrives, <laughs> we're sure you'll giggle a little and learn even less. Everyone report to the paddock. This is Chris. Uh, I guess I go this next. Is, this no, is not Chrissy. No, Chrissy's, no, Chrissy's, not Chrissy's at the I'm airport. I'm oh, well. Jeff. And I'm mental. And we are Everyone Racers. Thanks for coming back and listening to a, this is very particular to me, a Supersonic <laughs> Blue Integra GSR episode of our podcast, episode 98, because I had as my first enthusiast car, really, a brand new Supersonic Blue 98 Integra GSR, and that's what got me into the world of motorsports to a point, and the Hondas and stuff like that. So, Until I read that, I never understood why you called yourself Sonic on GRM, and now it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. It goes way back that's- to... Long time ago. I was going to say, I thought it was just Sonic Blue, not Supersonic Blue. Supersonic Supersonic when he drove it. Supersonic Blue Pearl. It's a nice car. The color looks great. So, hey, if you're not driving a car like a Supersonic Blue Integra GSR that only got stolen once when I had it, (laughs) get your your E1R bingo card out. So, this time. Links in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually pretty decent. We haven't changed it, but I like it. We've been getting occasional bingos, and it still makes me laugh. So. Give it a shot. Yeah. So um, it's time for what you're working on. And I was going to ask Chrissy what she's working on. but She's she, working on getting home from the airport. She's working on getting home from the airport. She's by, by the Find My iPhone thing. She's uh, just about at the car right now, which is nice. So um, Chrissy's been prepping for food and camp supplies for the race. And then she traveled to work for work to Nashville, Tennessee for a uh, conference and training for her work where she was doing some presenting and, and whatnot. And there was a theme for this whole thing and it had involved racing that we came up with on a run one night. And there's a great picture that she sent. It's five guys. And then Chrissy, the five guys are all wearing racing style gear, including racing style suits. Yet the only if actual, you guys can't hear the finger quotes, their finger quotes. He's oh, using yeah, right now. Everywhere. Yeah. At the only actual racer in the picture is Chrissy. Who's wearing a polo and some pants and her helmet? Actually, though, so. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like these guys went to like Race Image and bought like. Bought no, oh, no, 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 Chrissy no! They went to Party Amazon. City. They yeah. went to Party City and bought. That's not yeah. Race Image. Those oh, aren't no. real suits. No, not even the, close. The, there's the, about three pixels in this picture, so it's the, hard the, to tell. The closest <laughs> those those things have ever been to an SFI tag is the helmet Chrissy is wearing, and <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Funny. Anyway, so she's been busy and she's uh, on her way back. Her flight got delayed, and so she just landed. So, well, we even delayed the podcast for like half an hour. But Uh yeah, sorry, I actually I didn't work. No, it worked out great. Yeah. Wait, wait, that's impossible. Mental (laughs) doing work. I know, right? Yeah. 
and they're like, oh. "Hey, tomorrow can you do this?" I'm like, "No, I'm I'm leaving. I'm going I'm going racing." <laughs> uh-huh. So what well, else what are it, you working on, Metal? Aside from so, work, work. Uh, so I did order some VFR parts because the the VFR still has this thing where like if it sits for a couple of days, it doesn't want to start, and I'm just running down trying to track down that problem uh and, and because amazon like ships cheaper the more stuff you own i went ahead and replaced my uh tinted windscreen i got some other parts coming and then uh, the vino from the infamous vino lay down now that the vino and i've actually been riding it to work all week well for the last two weeks so i should probably get like some mirrors and fix some stuff that was broken in the crash and all of that should mirrors. be waiting on me <laughs> all that should be waiting on me when i get back but it is it is worth mentioning that um every time i go through the gate you know i'm I'm in a flight suit and they know i'm a major when i roll up and it, it is hilarious watching the uh the airmen try and contain themselves at this guy in a flight suit riding a little 50 cc scooter yeah, it's it's yeah, and then, and I, I, I laugh fans? with them. I laugh with them, and then they then they they relax about the whole thing. Come on, shouldn't I, they know? Like that just shows how much confidence you have. You know, <laughs> majors on the scooter. You got a problem with this, Airman? <laughs> Not uh, even. Oh, Jeff, go. Oh, one guy kind of looks me, and he's containing a smirk. How you doing today? Oh, sorry. Crap. Yeah, I say the one kid's trying to contain a smirk and he goes, How you doing today? And I'm like, I'm doing great. I'm on a scooter. You can't frown when you're on a scooter. And he lost it. <laughs> so. But you're so I do right. have I do have one comment about the mirrors. First mm-hmm. rule of Italian driving. <laughs> What's a behind you no matter? It's a Yamaha though. Part- so yeah, okay. it, 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 it's a first rule of fifty cc scooter driving. Yeah, no, it's back there because yeah. it's it's gonna try and run you down. What's behind you actually does matter. Yeah. Great. Anyway, I'll, I'll say what I'm going on. Why yeah. don't you go next, Chris? We'll All go right. back and forth. So. Uh, I've been doing race food prep. I did 38 Wart Burgers in a big batch the other night, which was nice. Uh, working on. So the what's s- everybody besides Aaron going to eat? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have to find something. But uh, also did some work on the Civic. I got a bigger fan in that just barely fits everywhere, but it fits and it moves a lot of air. So we should, we should solve that problem. Uh, realignment. I took another degree of camber out of everything in the front end, and this is all that I can get because if I did an extra tenth, the upper control arm starts to hit the body. So that's all we got. But that's just where I wanted it, <laughs> so that's good. Uh, I did an oil change because it seemed like a good idea, even though the oil looked perfect. Um, some more weight reduction, things that I've wanted to cut out for a long time, so you'll see some more material out of the doors and whatnot. Less Honda every uh-huh. race. Oh, yeah. Well, less 89 Civic, that's for sure. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I, uh, Jeff at the, at, at pit race, it said, you know, wouldn't it be nice to fix this seat angle? Cause the way it was, it used to push into the back of your head a little bit and hold your head forward. And, a and little it's been bit. like that. It's been like that for years, but as we weren't driving it as much anymore, we all kind of forgot how bad it was. Cause we were used to it. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're in Homs's Beamer and they were, Oh, wait a minute. This is a comfortable car. <laughs> so I, I said, all right, fine. I'll fix that if I have the time. And I have the time. So I pulled the seat out and it found not only was the seat rear seat mount on one of the rails cracked off, but the attachment point on the other rear part of the seat rail where it attached to the car, that was cracked three quarters of the way around. So thanks, Jeff. It was great All that right, I pulled great. that out. So, uh, e- E1R, one. top tip, check your seat mounts. Check, check your, your seat, seat mounts, mounts once in a while. So I pulled everything apart, re-welded everything that was broken, welded on a little bit more material to change the front angle of the seat up a little higher. Uh, and it's definitely got a lot more room for your head now. I think it's just about right. We'll see. So you guys can tell me. Um, 
What else did I do? I got the rear tires flipped on the wheels so where you can wear them a little bit better. Pack the tools, pack the trailer. Everything except the big brake swap because the pads aren't here yet because Porterfield was a little behind in making the SC43. So ah. we're running the same brakes we've been running for years, but we've never they've never They'll had any fine. fade. They'll be fine. Just the other ones yeah. are better, but these are fine. So, well, yeah. there it is, Jeff. Uh, what have you been I, doing? I took the advantage. I had a, a whole bunch of trailer stuff that I was going to do because, you know, I've owned this trailer for like three years now and I've yet to build any kind of storage or anything in it. And uh, I first had to mow my lawn. And you all know that I have such great time when I mow the lawn, you know. Well, so usually I mean, it's it's a several month endeavor that involves harbor freight trips, four different lawn mowers. No, no. I mean, well, I, I was thinking more like Corvette taking... windows, but you yeah, know. No, they, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you 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 you're mowing your lawn is a drama filled ordeal rivaled I, only by a Spanish telenovela. I'd True. like to see you daisy chain your riding mower with your push mowers. <laughs> <laughs> None of the push mowers work at the moment. Uh. So. So I, I, I have to get the riding mower through a single-person gate that is completely dilapidated, and I have to, like, undo, like, 12 bungee cords and move a couple of pallets because that's yes. what it takes to keep the dogs in. It's and hilarious, by the way. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> so I, I'm doing that, and I'm getting it all out, and as I'm driving through the, grate, the gate, I slightly tap one of the gate poles. And it cracks and falls, and a giant section of the entire fence is basically hanging on by by the moss that's covering the fence. <laughs> so my dogs, we like to call them El Chapo and La Chapa. They have no ability to stay inside a fenced-in area with a good fence. So I'm like, ugh. I finished mowing the lawn. I used they are salivating. We're yeah. going to see the entire neighborhood. Yeah, it's going to be I, awesome. I, I, I secure it with 8,700 bungee cords and boards and things. And I drive to Home Depot and I buy all the parts to replace a big section of my fence. And I, it's, a, it's a project I wanted to do for months, but I kept having like race cars get in the way. So. Uh, uh, while I'm there, I buy the little, uh, the post hole digger, the manual post hole digger. Sucker. Yeah. If you had to do like uh, I, one mailbox, it's okay, but not for a real yeah, Exactly. Yeah. No. So. I did, I did the same thing when I built my fence in Colorado. I dug one hole, drove right back there. Yeah. I dug three holes and I did this to my hand. Oh, oh that's a solid blister right in the that's, middle of your palm. Yeah. That's that was terrible. Uh, and, and the lovely and talented Jennifer comes out and says, that's your Why? mouse hand too. My God, how are you going to get any work done? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she says, why didn't you rent the machine? I said, cause it was like a hundred dollars. She says, that's the best money ever spent. She's so right. she, she drove, rented She's the machine totally right. and threw it to me. So she saved my hands. Uh, I drilled the next seven or eight holes. It's perfect. Uh, it's not done yet. I still have to make the gate. I, I'm doing like a, I needed, I need to pull out the welder. I made like a, a, a bollard sleeve so that one of the posts can come in and out. So I have like two five and a half foot gates that I'm making. It's going to be epic. And I, and then the reason I'm doing this is so I can hide the trailer in the backyard behind the fence. So mostly done, 
it's uh i'm gonna have an 11 foot hole for my eight and a half foot wide trailer that's fine you'll get that i, th- I think i should be all right yeah <laughs> mental's <laughs> like no way no way well uh, you'll get uh, good at it really quickly or you'll get good yeah. defense repair that's True. your choices yeah. so. that pretty much yeah uh, another interesting news, I didn't concrete the poles. I used the foam, the expanding foam post hole filler. Has anyone seen this no. on the internet? Uh, yeah, I there's a, a the, the ugly duckling it. house on Instagram. She uh, did a whole review of that. Yeah, stuff's and, uh, great. Yeah. When you said foam, I was thinking like you just went and bought like the spray can expanding foam yeah. that you know for half of our fiberglass parts. It says, it says big gap filler. That should be good enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is like a bag of post hole foam, and it gets it, it's really good and really expandy. I'll tell you, the next time I have to make a giraffe head or a Godzilla mm. head for the race car, I would totally use this stuff instead of the can of the other stuff. And it's actually supposed to be easier to dig up than concrete. If you have to move a pole, say like you know, because you backed into it with uh, a trailer or something, it gets it gets pretty hard to rock. So anyway, there it is. Uh, I also had to go to DC and pick up a race car, but that's besides the point. Thank you. I <laughs> yeah, that was a lot easier than fixing the other race car we have. So. That's for sure. That's for sure. So I got to see Hamsa and deliver some parts to him and pick up a race car, and he he was very tastefully labeled all of the toolboxes with uh, interesting labels, including marital <laughs> aids, uh, lube, uh, I can't remember, fireworks. One of them was fireworks. Yep, perfect. Perfect. Sounds like a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, shall we talk about team news before we go on to news and notes? Or I, I, uh... I think we should. All right. So uh, those of you who are on our team or in our social media may have run into it. We have some uh, somewhat sad news, but not sad, just kind of shocking news. Let's call it a kick in the balls news. Mm. Uh, good good friend, teammate Aaron Lienemann. Have I said that right? Close enough. Close enough. Uh, well, last week was diagnosed with a... Uh, with, uh, uh, um, um, my gosh, why am I blanking on it? Leukemia. Leukemia, like, but uh, uh, chronic leukemia. Chronic leukemia. I think it's CLL is the abbreviation. I forget what there the LL is for. Yes. Yeah, uh, I had an interesting talk with Uncle Dave. Talked all about it. I uh, basically hasn't been feeling good for a long time. Had a bad cough. Went to the uh, went to the uh, the the um, clinic. They gave him more antibiotics and took a blood test and told him that he had uh, no uh, very low white blood cell count. So yeah, we uh, we want Aaron to do the best. We want him to come back and eat all of our wart burgers. Oh, no wait, change that. He's got to get healthy. Some of our wart burgers. Some no, of our wart burgers. Yes. That from now on, he's on green vegetables, chicken, turkey, and is, tofu. Is he really? No. Okay. I think Aaron would say, you know what? I don't want to live. I don't want to live. That's it. I'm good. I can't give me, eat some, a give me bro, some vice grips. So I can eat right. So anyway, Aaron's just you know, a good, hardworking guy, always willing to help you out. And uh, this is going to be uh, pretty expensive for him. That's for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. So we've got, or we, we don't, Dave and Bobbin set up a GoFundMe for Aaron. We're going to have a link in the show notes. So any bucks you want to chip in there, help out a fellow racer who's going through a pretty shocking, rough, and expensive time, 
everyone would appreciate it. So, and uh, he pulls wrenches for a living. So if you don't yep. go to work, you don't get paid. And, uh, and, and, and if you need any motivation, look at his Instagram and see any picture of him with his niece. This is a, this is a guy you want to keep around. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody knows him. He's a, one of our, one of our Cressida guys. He's a, probably one of the better wrenches on our team. He's we love Aaron. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All well. right. News and notes and other things. Tell us about an Acura. So after 11 years, Acura is bringing back the Type S. According to Ronnie Schreiber at Haggerty, fans can expect to see a Type S concept at Pebble Beach. So it's basically going to preview the next TLX sedan. And that's uh, the return of the Type S is a pivotal mode for Acura, sending a powerful message that we are committed to fulfilling the precision crafted brand blah, performance process. Blah blah blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it's nice that Acura is thinking about performance again because they used to be very good about that. Then they fell off into a sad slide. And let's, let's bring some back. That's good. And I'm wondering how long until, like, you know, the SUV Type S's, you know, the the oh. MDX and well, why you know, not? all that I kind mean, of... Look at how many X5Ms and X3M packages yes. and, and uh, AMG GLCs they sell, yes. right? I was going to say. So there's, and, and those things just print money, so they'd be dumb not to. I mean, you already see plenty of A-spec RDXs around. So, mm-hmm. yeah, make some money. Do Fair it. Fair enough. And on that Honda note, IndyCar has confirmed the introduction of hybrid engines from both Honda and Chevrolet for the 2022 IndyCar season. So they had this new engine formula planned for the 2021 season, but they had to push it back a year so they can introduce this hybrid power unit along with their next generation IndyCar chassis. Now, according to the article on the drive, which we have a link to in our show notes. This hybrid system is actually going to be running parallel to the 2.2 liter V6s that are out right now, but it's going to produce an excess of 900 horsepower. And they're also going to have an energy recovery system. That's the stuff that they're using in Formula One and the World Endurance Championship, the WEC. So they're going to have like the push to pass type stuff. And as always, we have a link to that in our show notes. Yeah, I love that Formula One added the push to pass button because it went from like zero passes per season mm-hmm. to like three passes per season. <laughs> so that's that was good for Formula One. Yeah. Well, an IndyCar, I don't think really has a problem with passing. I no. genuinely, we we talked about this before. I enjoyed the 500, and, uh, and I've I've caught some highlights of some of the other street races, and it's been entertaining. I, I do bash uh, Formula One, but they had an excellent rain race, rain rain race the other day and uh, everything that could yes. be good about the world was good about the world because racing in the rain is the greatest thing ever. Uh, other great things. Uh, the many of the fans uh, of we've been here, we've been talking about Davy Johnson, uh, the heartbreak of his passing uh, his family and friends have teamed up with the good folks over at blip shift. And there's a new shirt out called the man in the golden helmet. It is a uh, Davy Johnson design, not Davy Johnson design. He was writing a book called the man in the golden helmet about a motorcycle travels and he never did finish it, but the, um, the home state of California, the, there's going to be a scholarship. And, uh, yeah, so go buy the book, Blip Shift, Man in the Golden Helmet. Well, it's it's the T-shirt, and, t-shirt. Uh, yeah, mine's already, mine's already on its way. Great. Now, how about some race recap results, Mantle? Exactly. So in some, uh, our rally correspondent, Santiago, took a break from hashtag winning. 
think yeah. to grab us some updates. Yeah. Two weeks ago, they had rally Colorado and we we're told that the most ridiculous story was Earl, the rally fiesta getting washed away in a flash flood. And he actually sent us a link to a tribute film about Earl, the rally car. And it shows a flash flood in Colorado, literally carrying this fiesta away over the horizon and that links in our show notes but at the rally colorado they had 23 starters 14 of those were subarus boring, boring. seven of them didn't make it that's about seven right. of the subarus or seven of the seven total of the starters? cars seven of the total okay. starters. that's about, right, so about one third that's kind of what it seems to be when he gives us yeah. the results so all right uh, overall the brown brown and brown in a 94 na impreza uh, two-wheel drive was Miller and Miller in uh, ZX3, who were sixth overall. Well, that that's cool. Um, here's the question. When you see Brown and Brown and Miller and Miller, what do you think? Brother, sister, married couple? I believe the Millers are a married couple, if I remember some of our previous updates correctly, which there's a strong chance that I don't. But I was going to say, Fair. the best... Best way to lose a, a spouse, I think, is to Any have kind of them rally. read you pace notes. <laughs> TSD or stage, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this past weekend at the Summer Snowdrift Rally, it's a short one-day rally using tulip notes. Those of you into TSD rallying may know what tulip notes are. Uh, it's on some of the same roads at the winter races, and 21 cars started, and Usher and Usher... Another group probably headed to the divorce lawyers in their <laughs> N.A. Impreza. Get this long roof wagon 30H6 baby took overall and two wheel drive was Dobson and Freeman in their 1970 Mark One Escort. That's cool. Which yes. was fourth overall. Yeah. Now, Santiago told us that he did. And I'm quoting here. Tried to send it. To send it, so I had to send it as hard as I could. So much so that four of my five skid plate bolts fell out on the last stage. Now, as I read About that, right. immediately went back to the very fast and furious thing where the the floor pan just immediately yeah. blows out of the Mitsubishi and oh. danger to manifold. But <laughs> Santiago did end up winning his class limited two wheel drive, and this is a big deal by four minutes. That's crazy. Oh, that's a long shit. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Well I mean, done. you get out. Have a Coke, you know, chill for a little bit, stretch. Hey, what took you so long? <laughs> yeah. So moving on to upcoming, while we're going to be throwing down at Thompson, which we're going to get to in just a minute, the crew from Champ Car are going to be running a true 24-hour race at Virginia International, the Lifeline 24-hour classic, 80 cars, 35 BMWs. Oh, so boring. So boring. <laughs> 15 Miatas, 9 Honda, so 6 yeah, six Porsches and a Lincoln Mark 8. Not boring. <laughs> now, I saw that at CMP. It is on like 315 width tires. And it wow. Was, that's yeah. a lot of tires. It was epically fast until it broke, which no one is surprised right. about. Yeah. So, uh, the good so, there, sorry, aside from the Lincoln Mark 8, is the uh, Blue Bayou <laughs> Racing and their SU1000. For, the, for those Tegra. of you listening at home, we're all covering for Chrissy's parts. Yeah. <laughs> The the team with the world's least creative team name is bringing two BMWs this time, and multi series <laughs> vitamins and cheese it race suit driver extraordinaire the Baltimoreans have a BMW three eighteen finally with an i six swap in as well. Let's see how they they go. Go good luck, Carl. Oh, good job, Carl. I didn't know he was swapping the uh, four cylinder out of that thing. Oh, it blew up with two hundred seventy six thousand miles. I, on I it, saw so. that it blew up. <laughs> I know. just didn't know that they would go with a six. 
Yeah. Anyway, well the adventurous. Any man in a cheesy cheese it race suit is not going small. I, I guess. Uh, the adventurous fat dads are in the 89 Jetta. Good luck with that. I'm sure that'll work out really well for you. Actually, once you get a race car and you get rid of all the wires in all the doors, <laughs> a Jetta might not be as bad as it was. Uh, oh, Silver just Bullets. Ask, ask Lamino how that's working out for him. Yes, <laughs> True. Silver Bullets in that Mark 8. Hopefully they have lots of brake pads and lots of gas. Uh-huh. Uh, the good, bad, and the ugly in their 88 Camaro. And the Chandler School car. What is the Chandler School? Does anybody know? Is I that a driving a, school? I believe it is a yeah local driving school. Okay. I just didn't know if it was a high school or something. Since they're in an 85 Mustang, that sounds like what people in my high school drove. <laughs> yeah. Somebody misspelled Camaro in here. It's supposed to have an E in it. Oh, Come sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right? Sorry. That wait, wait. Can I, can I read the next line? The Go funny. Hugh Jass. In their 97 Miata. <laughs> I just I just want to say huge ass. Uh, yeah. 97 going, Miata, you've done well, and it's fun to say. Uh, Ape X, that's like monkeys with an X. They'll be out there in a neon. And the well-lubricated racing in their Ford Focus will all be out there at VIR for a true 24. Do we know what hour that starts and ends? Are they doing like noon to noon? Do we know? I have no clue. I think it's yeah four like a, it's in the afternoon four to four. All right, oh, so let's, that's long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always the same length. I mean, yeah, that's it's still twenty four, but <laughs> yeah, that's long after sunrise. Usually oh, they... actually, no, I scratched that. I'm sorry, because I we did the, I did that race a few years back, and I think it started at. Uh, it usually started like noon, uh, right? Such so a noon, yeah. Like get out, yeah. Cool. Oh, okay. Somebody All right, so. Extreme experience. Look for them at Putnam Park in Indianapolis, Pikes Peak in Colorado, and in September they're going to Utah Motorsports Campus, Michigan International Speedway, and then just out of sight of Omaha, Nebraska, the home of the patient and lovely Vicky, at Raceway Park in the Midlands. Make plans to ride with me, or you know what, pay extra and don't ride with me. But I'm going to be at Wild Horse Pass in Arizona this November, and then in December I'm going to be at Driveway Austin in Texas. Choose your car, choose your track, and choose your date. Just remember to use the code Everyone Racers and get 25% off. Extreme Experience, it's your turn. Yeah, Everyone Racers was just at English Town, lovely English Town in New Jersey. And Wait, we were? Uh, you mean Extreme no, no, no. Experience? Extreme Experience. Extreme Experience, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, not us. They were. And uh, show guest Cal Denisi uh, put out on the on these uh, uh, social media, like, need a couple more drivers in English town. And everybody started, everybody <laughs> started pitching in. Crickets. It's, it's not as bad as it used to be. They just repaved it. I was like, no, no. I'm not good. No. Not a chance. Did they pick it up and move it to a better part of New Jersey? Because, yeah, I'll do NJMP all day long. Those those folks are fun. But, uh, yeah, Trenton. Well, mm-hmm. English Town, I just don't like the parts where if a car just does something wrong, it's suddenly right in the path of another car going very quickly or perhaps directly <laughs> facing another car going very quickly. Those kind yeah. of design flaws are just fatal in my mind yeah if you if you blow the cones you end up on another part of the track yeah it's they're, they're not That's... far apart so yeah oh, yes. the last time i was there they were actually trying to fix exactly that problem by repaving and redesigning some of it so but uh, uh, redesign now now i'm at least interested yeah again well yeah you know haven't been 
don't want to go. That, that's mm-hmm. what it needs is it needs a redesign. It's not yeah. a real road course. But anyway, listener feedback. I'll yell since Chrissy's not here. Um, Sorry. Take sure. her spot too because I will. So <laughs> she posted up uh, or she said, what are we doing to go faster and put it out to the social media world? And Michael K said, you're missing an option. I'm okay with ready, steady, no black flags because I drive an IOE C car. So Michael's not doing anything to go faster. He's just trying not to. That's a fair point of view, though. For that kind of driving, that's all you need is survive. That's good. It's not, I mean, that's like a base requirement. If you're in C and you're looking for an IOE and you get a flag, yeah, well, Sorry. also you're gonna you're going you're going to break the car, Samir. Do not, <laughs> Samir, you must concentrate. Uh, Please, Bill F, Samir, yeah. for the love of. <laughs> Bill F said he's he's working on heel toe or with his flippers on the ball on the side of the foot. Not even close to track ready though, but working inch by inch to get better. Uh, not a surprise. Garage yeah. Heroes not ready for the track. Cameron L. <laughs> He practices left foot braking in his pickup truck, trying to be smoother when you do it. Left foot braking. I don't remember recommending that, Cameron, but go ahead. No, you do we, yourself. Yeah, we do it sometimes. Cer- certain Absolutely. places, it really helps. Left foot breaker. Yeah. Well, in, in, no, I'm just saying. New Honda, but when you had a, we no, had a we, turbo, left foot brake is an excellent way to keep boost. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, Dinesh has been practicing his heel and toe in traffic and, quote, as well as keeping my seat position where it would be for the race in order to get used to that position, which is a compelling thing. You practice the way you're going to race. And he's been uh, working on his fitness, you know, uh, wants to fit in those seats a little bit better. At the same time, what you're going to see, Dinesh, is you're not as exhausted when you get out of the car when you're in better shape. Hey, at least he can fit the belts around his stomach. That's a, that's step one. Get that right, <laughs> and you're set. <laughs> All right, uh, Chris E. Continue, young Chris continues to the consumer advice discussion about intercoms, which is really actually helpful stuff. I wish I had even a quarter of the talent that he does for this kind of thing. But uh, hey, said many thanks for the feedback. I'm not against buying a system, but it's good to hear about what systems are worth the cost and which ones are not. Sounds like your experience with the Chatterbox matches what my research turned up. I have the parts to make my own. It's just an intercom circuit, so I just have to find the time to finish it before next Friday. Still, have to make the car drive and that stuff, too. He said, all our helmets are already have headsets installed to work with the radio, so I just wanted to work with that. So worst case, though, Jeff is right. We're just going to put a second radio and uh, put the Vox enabled and see how that goes. Well, I, I saw on the Internet, because I, I guess I typed intercom or I said it near an uh, a microphone that was supposedly off on my phone. So the ad started popping up from a motorcycle intercom systems. Now you guys have, you guys are motorcycle guys. Why couldn't you use a motorcycle intercom system in a car? Well, that's what a chatterbox really kind of is. Uh, so. Primarily. A, a, and that's where it started. A lot of new bike stuff that you're finding is Bluetooth designed. And uh, yeah. that's, I, I, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, you're you're it's going to be flawed i honestly haven't tested it but all right well anyway since i was working on the fence and i posted the picture of me and my digger uh cameron and Cameron, you know he did a good job because the lovely and talented jen posted pictures of how good your fence looked she she's just doing that so she, i would plug the machine that she bought uh cameron who's left foot breaking <clears throat> said he finally figured out that he had a bad ecu after he got one that was coded wrong. So after months of neglect and months of bad diagnostics, he got his car running. Woo-woo. Chris, you know woot. something about that. <laughs> yeah. 
Donnie, yeah, Donnie P yeah, posted sure up. <laughs> yeah, Florida man Donnie P said, oh, you know, just the norm, bringing another car home. Now I'm down to only three that are not in Florida. At least I have a lot more time to figure out how to add additional fuel capacity to the Silver Red Line. <laughs> and again, if you guys aren't following Donnie in his social media, that that whole adventure, he, uh, he has a dually that he termed Spaceball One. I think it's yeah. big. Um, <laughs> does he have to go back to school soon? Like, some kind of student. <laughs> he, he lives quite the life. Yeah, he does. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So Bruce S is brewing beer. It's a great thing to do. Hell yeah! And his beer is delicious. I've enjoyed some of that. Hello, cat. All right. Um, Mark F <laughs> says he got the gas tank cleaned out and reinstalled in his Kaiser project and took it for a drive. Sweet. I haven't awesome. seen one of those in a long time. Uh, already mentioned uh, Carl and the Baltimoreans. He's race prepping his champ car for VIR. Got some new ST43s and an oil change. <laughs> and uh, ooh, that's good for him because his, according to Facebook, his anniversary is on Thursday. So he might not survive the get to the race if his wife finds out. <laughs> I don't think she's she's figured out that this is this is his thing now. Probably, so. probably too late. Yeah, exactly, uh-huh. too late. He, Sorry, but happy he, anniversary. He he did have his daughter in that little tiny cart thing that was just absolutely fantastic at the racetrack. So yes, his daughter already has more fun at the race than my son. So whatever. Well, and, and honestly, that is a great trace, yeah, great place for a young girl to grow up because then when she gets to be of dating age, she's got roughly two hundred aunts and uncles who'd be like, "I don't know you, kid. You ain't good enough. No, 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 no. You want <laughs> you just get on out of here before you become a part of this place." David E. was working on his theme, baby, his theme. And then Scott E. Uh, Scott M. was playing a game that we're all all too familiar with of Car Tetris. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, we, we should we should mention David E. and the crew from Cheesebowl Enterprises. Uh, they are completed their escort build or their uh, focus. focus. Build. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's car that, very got, that, that got totaled at Jersey. That and Amanda sent them a cage, and Donnie sent them some belts, and they've been working their butts they off. They found and... a, found a new chassis. Yeah, so good, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. yeah, hell, I couldn't build a new Civic in that kind of time. Boys, <laughs> yes, hell yeah, boys, we can't wait to see you at uh, Lake Char Gagagog, and uh, first beers on me. You guys deserve it. Hell yeah, um, Bruce L typed in his own special language that he's working on RV windows and the Mazda. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Do you know who also has her own special language? She's got a Mazda. Let's go there. I was she does. Say. She has a Mazda. <laughs> she doesn't work at it, though. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Chrissy's mom. Hi, Carol. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about other races. Lucky Dog. Now, the Laguna Seca race at the end of August is sold out to absolutely no one's surprise. But this weekend, while we're throwing down, is the Lucky Dog Family Endurance Racer Gathering Jamboree, a.k.a. Dog Stock. It's going to be at the Shasta Lake Resort. Camping, barbecue, boating, RC car racing, horseshoes, ping pong, really tall racing sales. And just in case you're getting that last-minute reservation, know that cabins B and C are going to be next to the pool that is going to serve as race central, a.k.a. Kathy's Katina or Cantina. Sorry. Cantina. Yeah. It makes more sense. And yeah. uh, I guess they were uh, they emailed Chrissy. Yeah, they emailed Chrissy. Well, I, I guess she's on they, she's on their mailing list, I guess. But she said that they're racing at Calaboogie August 24th and 25th. So then you can say you've raced in more than one country. I think that's in near uh, Toronto. eh? 
Hey, yeah, absolutely. Kanakistan. You could be just like uh, Home Slice. You'd be like, uh, I've raced in multiple countries, so I uh, think I know what I'm doing. All right, all right, all right. We're going to get on to our main topic now. Chrissy is the only one who knows how to pronounce this race. I got it. Oh, Chris thinks he can do it. Go ahead. <laughs> Chris, tell Lake- us what race we're going to this week. The Grand Prix du Lake Chargagagog Manchagagog Chowbungagungamog. Thompson race. Thompson race. Well Thompson done. Well done. No, right there. Because I've actually, I've got like a bookmark on my computer, working computer, and I've been trying to listen to it so I could say that. And uh, I, I can recognize it correctly. Still can't say it. I, I know okay. what it means. What does it mean? <laughs> it means you fish on your side of the lake and I'll fish on my side of the lake and no one will fish in the middle. Yep. Well done. <laughs> it's a little tiny lake too. Like there's, I don't know how much. Is it? I don't know. Not, I've never actually seen the lake yeah, itself. It's, 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 it is not a large lake. Like oh. you could see the guy on the other side of the lake and wave. So, <laughs> and it's the same fish. They don't have to go far. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, Bob, Bob, if we go to the middle, we're not going to get hooked. It's going to be awesome. Uh-huh. Pretty so much. Uh, our our fifth host, Eric Rude, check that off on your card, got us the list. 100 cars, 18 BMWs, because all of them are going to be down at VIR, all the rest of the BMWs. It's still boring, though. Still boring. 3.5 Miatas, 12 Hondas, 3 P cars, and a 1978 Fiat 131, baby. That is Italian AF. We'll Hell be talking yeah. about them in a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, Three and a half Miatas. Yeah, it's that um, Miata E, Cobra E, Daytona, Shelby, the the the, the red V eight one with the side pipe. That's so oh. tragic. That every time it's they step on the gas, sad. it goes sideways. Oh, it's so bad. Anyway. Well, here's the question: it's, 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 is it's, it's, it's only about half Miata at this point? Is yeah. one of those BMWs going to be racing with us, or is that at the nineteenth BMW? No, no, yeah, no, that's, yeah. That's and it, well, and two <laughs> much of those that BMWs will be, yeah. yeah, two of those BMWs are actually going to be flying under our, our rather large umbrella banner. Yeah. No, we can't take credit for the other one. No, we don't want to take credit for that one. <laughs> Garage Heroes is not no. us. No. We love Garage Heroes. <laughs> Bill and company are, actually, he did mention that he wanted us to get some seat time during, uh, during the the practice day and maybe take a shift during the race. Don't so threaten me with a good hey, time. I know, really. Let's talk about the cars. Who's got the good ones? I'll do the good. So <clears throat> we got a couple of cars that might do all right here, but normally the one that schools the rest of our own team is the Cressida. It's not the fastest. It's just the best because they just keep driving. So, totally. yeah. And we can't add the BMW of Hamza's car because – we're going to go too fast enough, Hom's going to say, oh, oh, slow down there. What do you think? This is a race? <laughs> so. Look, we screwed around in the in the BMZX, whatever, yep. Nissan yep. Z20, BMW 25. Uh, and we were like in like top 15, weren't we? Uh, when we went to yeah. Barber, it was we had five drivers. We did not yeah. try at all. We swapped five, swapped five drivers in every day, and we came in seventh. But even in Jersey, I think we were in the teens, right? Yeah, we were fifteenth. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, this is without trying it for a little bit. Right, and yeah. coming in like I ran out of gas, and so we put some gas in at the pumps. <laughs> and we're waiting for Chrissy to get her stuff on, and Eric wasn't feeling well, and it's still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How how yeah. pissed would Chris be if we stacked the BMW and won with that instead of the Honda? I'd be thrilled. Why not? Go for it. <laughs> because the goal at the beginning of the year was we want an overall. It was not qualified. Uh-huh. Now, and, yeah. and I still believe that the Honda's got it in it. 
Oh, but, I know that yeah. Honda's got it in it. I'll, just, I'll take an overall. We oh, just yeah. might not be there yet. No, I'll what take else? Either way. Uh, so, um, FRS's ugly uncle. They're uh, always fast. Momrath mm. Racing, they just won in New Jersey and are currently leading the Eastern Points Championship by one point. Ooh. This is the first time anyone but us has led this championship in <laughs> like a couple of years. So we got to fix that. We need we'll a top fix. ten. We we should get we should get Amanda to start her own podcast and then uh, that will ruin then, it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll bring yeah. her one of the uh, trophies. And that'll <laughs> yes, that'll help. <laughs> Uh, the Scotch Rockets 924, they're fast if they if it doesn't break, which it usually does, or flag, which it usually does. Uh, Silly Nannies have somehow figured out how not to flag and still be fast, and they have three entries in this race. So, But, hey, just watch them load at the end of the track and then at the end of the weekend, <laughs> and you will suddenly not feel as strong about their chances. Yeah, mental. I remember, they, they, I don't think it was their intention, but they got into an argument with my dog at Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> with your dog well no what it was is they would hammer and moco would bark clang rawr, clang rawr, clang rawr, clang rawr. that's pretty funny Moko's the little shaky dog right yes just to check that off just saying shaky dog <laughs> oh man i haven't been doing my thing at all um, actually rika's the one that always makes the noise but i'll give you shaky dog yeah moco's right. just the obnoxious one that's true all right a couple more bazinga racing they have started to be fast in their z32 300 zx except the vg30 stock motor is probably going to break because that's what they do uh, they also do theme better like their bazinga and i think they stuck a couple action figures and wrote uh whatever the catchphrase is from the show bazinga. That's right what they it just is. wrote that in like three inch high letters in the car and said that's good Come on, step up, Jonathan. Um, also, one tire fire. They they used to be a force in in the Northeast. And they've been breaking a lot in their Z, but uh, they know how to drive. True. Uh, is it me? I was doing my. Uh-huh. Uh, it is you. I was doing my card. All right, the adventurers. My boys in the hit him with the Hine Ford Ranger, uh, number three sixteen. Because I don't know. Uh, 316, whatever. Uh, they're going to be out there. Rusty Tear will be out there in their Fiero. We always love that. Uh, Sabrina Duncan's Rerun SDR in their Sunbeam Rapier will be back. So we can't mm. wait to see that. And we already mentioned the Italian as F. That's as Franco. 1978 Fiat 131. And strap yourselves in, gentlemen. The Garage Heroes in Training. By the powers of Alan Danvers, and I feel like there should be, be reverb when you, when you say that. There should, there should be like it's, a reverb. By the power of Alan Danvers, well, that would actually—it's not going to be there. I was going to say it's on the list. It's, yeah, it's, it's what well, they registered with. So. No, see, they, see, now they said that, but I—I'm pretty sure they're selling the Spider Stang, uh-huh. but they have the Ombre and the E36. A I brand new threatening E36. to sell that Spider Stang for like since they bought it though yeah well anyway how about mental do you want to take chrissy's spot on this because you know she's not here yet i do yes unfortunately i'll be taking the funny but uh number 19 steam sput team sputnik in his 1991 centra wagging uh nothing particular roof 30 percent more roof nothing particular he's just always funny uh, I don't know if you guys caught the last Lemons wrap-up video, but uh, his other Nissan, the non-Centra, they said, and his pit looked like 
a Sputnik pit in that there was Nissan parts everywhere and it just kept expanding and growing. But we he, like is, the, he, he is bringing kebabs to the potluck. So that's all if, you've that, never oh, had, if you've never had a Sputnik kebab, you're missing out. Yeah. Oh, good to know. All right. Mm-hmm. We like the tuna here in that 97 Chevy Monte Carlo that identifies as a Supra and would prefer to be referenced as a Supra. So it's got the, the epic sticker on the side. Uh, the Pro Band-Aid Solutions in their 96 Toyota Celica, obviously, they're fans of safety. Hence, we like them. That's why hey. Chrissy was going to read that part. It was <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, what's going on there? Hey, wait a minute, Mental. You didn't mention my hilarious team. Well, too bad. You know what you got to do? You got to come to the potluck Saturday night and, that we're hosting. Bring something more than a 12-pack of cookies you picked up on the soon-to-be-expired aisle at the Kroger. And fuss at me because I'm usually the guy that types all this crap up. Yep. Cool. So, uh, it, needless to say, but we're... We, I looked at the list. Everybody who's everybody in the East Coast is going to be here. This is uh, a great race. This is probably the closest thing to the old capital offense race because of the church hour, because of the bonfire, because of the crazy things that happened in the paddock. I mean, the first you were there, some dude nearly caught a knife. Uh, They had to, like, arrest his teammates or something. I don't know what exactly was going on. Um but let's just talk a bit about what's going on. Can't get in until Friday at 7.30 a.m. This is the way it happens every year. We all, like, sleep in the Walmart parking lot. We all wake up at, like, 7.29, and half the cars are already, like, on the dirt road idling trying to get in. Um, it, it's a bit small, but everybody packs in. So take the first spot you can. Some people will be way 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 out there so just be prepared you might be way the hell out there in the grass it's kind of the has and have nots because there's not a lot of garages uh let's just check the references do we have a garage yes we do yes we do do we register for that garage the second they open yes we do do we pay our money immediately Yes, we do. Yes, we this do. Is why, <laughs> this is why we have Dave from the Crescent team do this race's garage because we know it will get done properly. So, yeah. Yes. And 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 and, and, say, and that's in spite of the fact that the guy who runs the place hates you, Jeff. We still get this stuff. He doesn't hate me. He's just my nemesis. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> it's, it's okay to paddock on the grass when you go here, um, but don't paddock up on the hill by turn 10 i don't know why but they just tell you that uh but all the garages near the pat near the pavement all the pavement near the garages is reserved so don't park there you can park trailers in the grass the unused part of the oval that's, that's oh, way out in, in the in the oval like you feel like you're going halfway on track to do it and you are but it's just the unused half of the oval and and actually that's a great place to watch yeah those absolutely. people seem to have really good seats mm-hmm totally uh, Dunkin' Donuts will be there, so I'll be buying my iced coffee, and they will go home as soon as they don't sell $200 an hour. Yeah, that's their number. So I don't know. What, they always just tell us that. Buy more coffee. Uh, this is probably the cheapest track to buy fuel at, and they always have a ton of it. So we almost never go off-site to get fuel here. Like The difference is like $20 all weekend. So Yeah, and they have, they have a, a whole tanker truck waiting next you know, up in the infield ready to fill refill the supply so they're usually good about that 
There you go. Uh, top tip here is to mind the blend line. It is short and it is at the fastest part of the track. It's right at the end of the straight. So watch the blend line. And if you're blending in, watch for the dive bombers. Yeah. Sometimes you get those people that just have to make the pass on the inside four wide and go over the blend line. And sometimes it doesn't get seen. So watch out for it. It happens. Yeah. And uh, if you wonder if accidents ever happen in that part of the track, just search for last year. Yeah. Breaks are important was, there, kids. Right. Yeah. So, Sarah, so you, you can't throw that matzo ball out there and not tell us a story. Uh, there was a car coming down the straight. Uh, piloted, it was Fritz's car, but it was it's not Fritz's being piloted car. by Fritz. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy who's piloting. I, I can I see remember. his face. But it was their Integra. Uh, yeah, it's their Integra. And he kind of, at the end of the straight, near the braking zone, right over the blend line... Well, he had no brakes. Like you see, he had him no brakes. So he just kind of like, just kind of like moves towards the infield, hits the grass, like triangulates the turn, and goes straight in between a bunch of traffic at full speed because he has no brakes. Uh, hits <laughs> the grass on the far side. Yeah, threaded the needle like you wouldn't believe. Uh, hits the other side and goes straight into the tire wall. Harry, I believe Harry is the guy's name. I do remember that video. Yeah. We talked about that on the yeah. show. And it, was it was a, scary. It was because you see him start pumping, and it was a brilliant bit of car control of. Hmm. Well, that happened. I think it was a whole oh, lot of luck. It was. I that was, was a luck. Lot of luck. Oh dear! I think I shall now find a gap in the traffic. Yeah. That was a whole lot of luck, but hey, it worked out. <laughs> All right, so let's do let's. We haven't done none of these before. Let's do a turn-by-turn virtual track walk. From you know, we've been there several times. Ooh. I feel like we've got kind of a handle on this track fairly well. So I do. I do. Yeah. So let's let's go through it and um, I could I could use this virtual track I know walk. You can. I, I've I've always managed to be out of the country whenever we've yeah. done this. So let's start on the straight. Obviously, it's it's not quite a straight. There is a kink in it. So be aware of that. Some people get a little upset at the kink um, when you're in the braking zone. It goes uphill, and you only really see it when you walk the track. But there's a noticeable uphill at the end of the braking zone, so use that. You can really throw the anchor out there. You've got the traction to do it. But if you brake too late, you get to the crest of the hill, and then you lose all that traction that you had from going uphill. So got to make sure you're doing that right. Relate that uh, to New Jersey for me. You'll see. Mm, it's a lot okay. skinnier. Now, it is skinnier. The, yeah. the track does not have the width of New Jersey. Well, and, well just because I know you're coming into turn one in New Jersey, you can jump on those binders really hard uh, uh, until you can't be on those binders. Because it's you're a lot up. tighter than Jersey, too. You okay. have to be a lot slower. Well, the other mm-hmm. thing, Mental, is it, it, you're talking lightning, the one we were just at. Is right. it the, the braking zone, when you're in it, at the end of the braking zone, you're still going up the hill. And you're going yes. around the corner before you crest. This the up and the stri- and the and the crest is all still on the straight before you even start turning, but it's uh-huh. all Got in it. the braking zone. So once you're up over the crest of the very slight hill, then you're in turn one. Now turn one is off camber initially, but you get the camber back once you get past the apex. So a perfect line. You're going to trail your brakes in a bit and then power your way out. You you might understeer as you're coming through it, but know that as you get kind of over past the apex, you get the camber back, and it's it's. Find some grip in there. Jeff, yeah, je- uh, tracking out towards the outside of the track is is the right thing to do no matter where you do it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I can find that this is a great place for off uh, offline turns, offline yeah. passes. 
Because people are doing it, even if they're doing it right, they might not be doing it at the speed because they slow down too much. Yep. Hmm. Absolutely. So two is just an extension of one and a setup for three. That's all two is. If you just kind of follow your flow out of one, but don't track all the way out because all you're trying to, all two is, is get you out of one and ready for three. There's nothing else in there. You're not at a limit. You're okay. So after you add a two, you end up like two thirds of the way tracked out, but then you immediately have to get all the way back to the right to set yourself up for turn three, which is a left-hander. And it's three is a pretty standard classic 90 degree left. It's a little off camera on the outside and it goes uphill right after the corner, but it's just a normal 90 degree left. And a very critical flag station right at that turn. Yes, absolutely. Because you cannot see the next section of track at all. Because it, it the the there's kind of a berm right inside the track, so you can't is, see. And that section is where it is most likely to bind up. So, mm-hmm. great point on that one, Jeff. Because after you come out of three, you have a very short straight that's uphill again. So not much uphill, but just enough that you can break very well there. Um, and you have to because four is a very tight hairpin to the right. I like it as a single late apex to go through there. But most of the time, it's going to be pick your lane in traffic and find your way out of it. Um, but if there's no one around you, just you know, wait, turn in late, single late apex, let it push out. There's a lot of runoff from there. That's okay. Um, but it is off camber the whole way around. So it is slow. It's going to be the slowest corner of the track. Definitely. Um, I'm also going to mention that if there's, I know we're not expecting rain, but there, if there's a drop of rain, this is probably the slipperiest part of the track. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Fortunately, the forecast I, asked, I saw was 78 and sunny every day. Ooh. Whoa, whoa. Nice. Yeah. 59 and clear at night, 78 and sunny a day. Like you can't ask. Just for the perfect temperature for a hot tub. Absolutely. Sure. We're going to have to do that pickup truck trick trick again. I think to fill yeah, it up. We are. Uh, yeah. Um, so let's see, where are we after four? So five and five and six, they're kind of together. This is where you go under the bridge that goes into the infield. This can be, as a left turn, it's a, again, another sweeper. This can be a double or a single apex. It depends on the traffic and your car. Um, I haven't found one to be noticeably better than the other. So however it works out for you. The key is, though, to try to track out your, your, your actually your apex, really, is very, very late. Um, because as soon as you cross onto the oval, you lose a ton of camber. Like, it immediately goes positive. As you're in, because you're in the bank section of the oval, so you, you lose it all. So if you haven't made most of your corner by then, you're not gonna have the grip you did before then. So the thing to do is aim for the little triangle on the left that's at the end of the curb. And I know it's right a now little you say dirt triangle. Right? Or it's like it's like pavement or concrete. It's it's distinct though. It's this little distinct triangle right as you're going from under the bridge to into the oval. And when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But right now, it doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> it's like you... three paving surfaces come together. Yeah, there's this little. And... It's, it's there. You'll see it. That's where you should aim for your track, for your apex, actually. And after that, your track out is onto the oval. But be careful as you're tracking out because after the curb, on the right hand side as you're tracking out, there's a pretty big ditch. So you don't really want to drop a wheel off there if you can help it because of that. And and it gets really kind of choppy right before the ditch. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to have your wheel on it. Yep. 
Um, yeah, the, the ah. candy the candies there are not uh, favorable. We'll put no. it that way. It'll suck right. you in. Yeah. Just stay off the curbs. Stay off the curbs if you can help uh, it. I'll say this like Santiago would. No ditch hooking. Yeah. <laughs> this turn. No. Samir, I this beg is, of this you. Is, this is not New Jersey Thunderbolt where there's that one turn you kind of have to ditch hook. This is uh, stay off the ditches. Um, so seven My favorite eight. track. My favorite turn right here. Seven and eight, top of the oval. Fun trick we learned last year when it rained for a little while. If you put your left two tires on the oval surface, right up against the line of cones they always put there, you have a ton of traction in the wet. Not in the dry, but in the wet. It's amazing. But we're not racing in the wet, so don't worry about it. Um, There's really two lines through the top of the oval. There's an inside line and an outside line. If you're on the inside, you dive down into into the right, and you kind of hug it all the way around and spit it out on the other side, and that's okay. It's the shortest distance, absolutely. Um, but in some testing of our car, I've done I've done five laps one way, five laps the other way in clear traffic and testing day, and I found the outside line is faster when there's no one else around. So what you do, yeah, Jeff? Uh, I was just going to say, we should probably mention that uh, I said earlier that the, the Thompson track in general is very narrow, but this oval, the entire oval is extremely wide there is a ton of room on the pavement this entire oval section and that's why there is so much room to either go in or out Mm -hmm. and you'll never cross each other like someone could be in and someone could be out and your lines will not you won't even get close to them yeah Unless you are not paying any attention, well, yeah. which I've Unless seen happen. Douche. I've seen someone come from fully outside to fully inside when someone else is on the inside line and it just hit them out of nowhere. Like, great job. This is my line and I will defend it. There yeah. are many like it, but this one is mine. Yeah, right. Try another series. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you so, could be like, you could be like five wide through here. In one and, spot you can, but then it narrows down. And then, it, yeah, yeah. So if you get your your passing done in that little spot, set yourself up as you're coming in off the off the oval. Anyway, so when you're in the when you want to do the well, high and line, I, I like how this is going because it's not just how to get around the track the fastest, but it's also here's where people are going to make stupid mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is where you guys got to make get yourself sorted. If you're going the high line, stay kind of up on the banking a bit after you come out of out of six, and. Stay up by, there's always a line of cones. They don't want you to go up on the oval itself. So there's a line of cones down lower. Get up to those, like break late and break while you're up on the banking. And while you're on the banking, turn really hard because you want to get, take advantage of that banking to get a lot of the turning done. Because you remember, you're, you're doing this as a late apex, so you're, you're way out. But when you get so much traction out of that, and also when you hit the bottom of the oval, the suspension compresses and you get a lot of traction there too. But after that, you've got to open the wheel up a little bit because you're not going to have the traction after you've gone over that bump at the bottom. So then after that, you just kind of bring yourself in, keep it on the inside and spit yourself out of the inside and head toward, uh, head toward nine. If you can't make it though, go two car widths left because right like one car width off of the, off of the curb, there's a big bump where you transition, like a pretty bad bump. Ah. But you can actually kind of see where the, it's not the bump, so you kind of spit yourself out early into the uh, back of or, the oval straight, then you're okay. Yeah. You got to kind of either stay in or stay off the transition. Um, there is a star. I don't know what word is on. I think it's Texaco. And there's a star on the wall. I thought it said and- Thompson. 
Does it say Thompson? I, whatever yeah. it is, there's one letter that is a star, and that is like my visual reference for where the bumps are and aren't. I know I like, go here, and then I go towards the star, and I don't hit the bump. Yeah, if you hit the bump hard, that means you need to go further in or further out because that bump really unsettles the car a lot. So give that a try. All right. Uh, nine, you're coming off the oval. This is you're exiting the oval into the, the corners to the left there. Um, you want to clip the apex at the edge, the left edge of the oval where it leaves on the inside. And that's where there's a bump as you are exiting the oval. Get over the bump. And then break in a straight line heading towards the hill. A lot of people try to break and turn and break and turn and do that. Just break in a straight line, get it done with, and then immediately turn in for 10. Um, because you don't want to track out of 9. Like there's not really much of a track out. You're just setting yourself up for 10 because 10 sets you up for 11, which is the fastest corner on track leading onto the straight. You have to get 11 right. To get 11 right, you have to get 10 right. You can't get 10 right unless you turn in early out of nine to line yourself up. Like coming out of nine, there'll be a little like mini, tiny, tiny straight. You want to be parallel with the curbs with the suspension unsettled and just straight before you turn the right-hand turn that is 10. And that is a pretty reasonable 90-degree turn, Jeff. Uh, I'm going to say this is the most difficult part of the course and maybe the most important because it is setting you up for the straight and you are heading straight towards a flagger behind a plastic wall. Mm -hmm. And, and it takes some, some guts and understanding because the last thing you want to point your race car towards is like a human being holding a flag, but that's kind of how you got to do it. But you can see him, which is great. Yeah, Heck yeah. So, That's yeah. why he stands there. Right. So coming in out of nine, you're, all you're doing is setting yourself up on that little straight stretch for 10. 10 is a 90-degree right-hander. Um, it is on camber a little, and it is also slightly downhill. So you're going to lose a little traction as you go through it. But it's just think of it like a normal 90. But that's going to set you up on the left-hand side for 11, which is a, a long right-hander. So uh, out of 10, along the curbing. Everyone is probably going to have to at least lift there. Maybe the very slowest cars won't, but uh, most people are going to have to at least lift, if not to give us a brush of the brake to settle the nose. Then you want to turn in and stay on the gas. 11 is your setup for the very for the long straight. It's also very deceptive going in. It looks small, and you can't see your way out. But there is a huge amount of runoff room. Like a ton of track on your left. You can carry a ton of speed there. Also, because as you've gotten past the apex, the track starts to go uphill. So you're going to get your traction back. So even if you're understeering at the apex, as soon as you get past it and start going uphill, you're going to get more traction and you're going to make it. And there's plenty of room going over there. So hmm. use it, power out of it, stay on it. And this is also the spot where if you lift in this, you can spin and back into the armco. Yeah, uh. before you go, Mental, I want to say that there's there's more room between 10 and 11 than I think you understand. Like you have to you have to kind of power through between 10 and 11 or else you can really lose a lot of speed. Yeah, just you just you'd be amazed at how much speed you can carry through 11 out onto the straight. Mental, mm -hmm. please. All right, a couple of questions. First one, which one of those flag stations is the black flag station? Not that I'm going to be mm. looking, but for our listeners. Start finish usually is where I see it. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know if they have a black flag anywhere else other than start finish. That's, that's a good question. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. And then now uh, there is a practice on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but will we be doing the standard three pedal mafia grab a beer and walk with us track walk that you're so famous for? We will because the track I say I have to give tra- uh, Thompson kudos for their uh, willingness and encouragement to get people to learn their track. A nice. they let people do instruction in the cars on Friday testing day. Whoa. So, whoa. We're going to yep. do that. It's passenger our intercom in the car. discussion. Right, nice. exactly. So take advantage of that. Plus the track day, if you register more than 24 hours in advance, which means you still have time, it's uh, 200 bucks for the track day. And it's two, 250 if you do it at the track. But that's still cheaper than anywhere else. Pretty uh, much. Also, they specifically say track walks allowed from 5 to 7 on Friday. They're anticipating it. So really kudos to Thompson for caring about safety, caring about people learning the track and, and facilitating a way to do that. So thank you very uh, much. Uh, other kudos for Thompson. They build a bonfire for us to have mm-hmm. parties at night. Um, they really do. The track manager, I, 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 I harass him all the time because he thinks my jokes are funny, but he wants to be more serious. So uh, I think the track is a great track. I think they have a great facility. Um, there's only one thing they ever did that I was a little angry about, and that was charging us when we dented the garage. <laughs> yeah, well, we did dent the garage. We really? did dent the garage. That, that so. totally Jeff. needs to be a bingo thing because Jeff. you always complain. Uh-huh. Every time I go back, that garage is still dented. Well, yeah. that's the idea. If they took the money, fix it. No, no, no. They took the money for the depreciation because now when they go to sell the track, the next guy's going to walk around and be like, oh, what about this dent right here? I want at least $200 off the price of this track. Yep. By the way, Chrissy now, is about Chrissy's about two minutes away per my finally. I don't know. Well, she she can get in here for Hello Sweet or Butt Terrible. Yeah. But this is this is a very important thing. So now the Chris mentioned that they're setting up the bonfire for us, and one of the I things mentioned. is Lemons is trying to you uh, aggressively not get back to the stupidity of stuff like we did at Summit Point, but to that whole party atmosphere. And I think New Jersey, they really kind of you know, found the, just the right blend of stupidity and fun without really anything important burning down. So to that end, Saturday night, folks, grab something. Grab like a great big bag of salad. Grab a case of beer. Grab something large enough for the whole thing. Come on by the three pedal mob. Meatballs. Uh, something good. A tray like full of meat. Meatballs. Yeah. Tray full of meat. Yeah, find yeah, a barbecue giant, truck. Something like there you that. Go. Get some stuff. One of those giant deli trays, even. Yeah. Right? So come on, come on by. We're hosting a potluck. It, bring your own chair, because we love you guys, but we can't bring chairs for everybody. Bring your own chair. Uh, bring your swimsuit. You know, hop in the, uh, no, the man stew. There's too many people. <laughs> Don't say that. T- team only. All right. Team only. All right. Fair enough. But come on by. Sit down. Uh, make fun of us for having a dumb podcast make fun of us for having a godzilla head on our car but come do the potluck thing or sit in the corner and talk about about us we don't care so bring something to share bring a chair bring a drink it's going to go saturday after the track goes cold about 7 p.m after everybody you know kind of does all their stuff even if your elbows deep in an engine rebuild take a break wipe down come on over get something to eat catch your breath then go back over there and stay up all night working on it because it's still going to be broken after you have dinner and we don't go hot again till noon on on Sunday. So this so is a, it's an odd day. It's, it's a nine hour or nine and a half hour Saturday and a five hour Sunday. There you go. Oh, oh yeah. Guess who just got home? Oh. oh. 
Yeah. The, the cat run down a greeter? Of course. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. You, I feel you, like Chris, we should wait for her. Well, I, I, we can we can prep the audience while Chris still got his headphones on because it goes down there. So uh, for hella sweet or butt terrible, we had a good one this week. So Steve, the dishwashing fairy, sent us an email, an actual email. And I quote, you guys know Josh, his oldest son, is 15 and eager to drive and race. He drives every chance I give him. He also has Auto Shop 101 and the third and the fourth school quarters starting in this this. January seems very committed, which is great because like any teenage son, sometimes they get a little, you know, uh, wander lust. <laughs> and I'd love to give him the opportunity to race at a much younger age than I ever had. And to that end, Steve, I say kudos because I had to start doing all this crap in my twenties and it cost me way more money, but I'm not fussing dad. He quit listening when we started cussing. So he was, Steve was poking around the lemons board and recently on info for Thompson and ventured into the cars for sale because we all go over there on the cars for sale section. And he came across a, not a terrible deal on an automatic lemons caged Corolla on the lemons forum. And we do have the link to that car in the show notes. So it's a car that we've raced against several times. Steve says he's battled it in the boat and the ombre. Talked to the owner. Seems like a complete lemons guy. Said the car is pretty reliable in a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? His progression plan is for Josh to autocross to learn basic car control, then high-performance driver's education, and then eventually in a year or two, because he's 15, goes to lemons. Wants him to learn stick, but... Steve's advice here. He likes that this car is an automatic, so making focus on pure driving skills rather than worry about shifting at the same time. And then Steve does go on to mention that his son Josh will work on the car and that it's also narrow enough to fit in his basement, which he's got a, a set of double French doors. And that, that is a the dots and barely fit into there. So that is a key thing. So he's got a place to put it. So he's asking us, is this hella sweet or but terrible? Jeff. All right, so I gave this a slightly but terrible. Um, I don't think the car is but terrible. I don't like this idea. I, this is basically what I said. I said, don't bother with a Lemons car if the Lemons car is still a few years away. To I suggested that he buy a streetable track toy, whatever mini Honda, Miata, Toyota, 86, whatever. And just like he says... Go to the local autocrosses, have fun once or twice a year, take it to an HPDE or a school or whatever, because the time and money spent in a streetcar at SCCA or NASA or BMW Club or whatever local group you have that'll put an instructor in the right seat is probably the best way to learn how to track drive and to get you safe into lemons racing. Uh, something like Bill and his whole family is trying to do. And guess what a caged lemon car is not good at? Autocrossing, going to any kind of BMW, CCA, street, uh, street night in America, or track night in America. They, they don't want caged race cars. They want street cars. Um, yeah. Hi. Hi. Hey, Chrissy's here. Hi. Hey, Chrissy's Hi. here. I'm so sorry. I, I've sped, I was a race car driver down the Schuylkill, uh, and telling people to get out of my way and honking <laughs> my lights and stuff. And I'm like, I have a podcast to be on. I'm uh, very sorry. And, and they all listened. 
And they did. And then I said, look, don't oh my do God, behind me. It's it's the famous Chrissy Matura of the Everyone Racist podcast. I must get out of her way. I know, right. And then and they're like, oh, yeah, OK. Um, so we didn't. My question is below. Um, we didn't talk about the car. So I wanted. Uh, like, no, uh, and I had a link to it. I, the, the link yeah, is you, in the show you, notes. You, you if you want to click on that link while we're getting to you. No, I, I will. But do we not want to talk about what the car is or you were just saying is yeah, it good Chris or good? Is, yeah, and we we did while while you were getting set up. We mentioned what it is, and Chris has got some comments on it. Absolutely, it's a it is a an '88 Corolla automatic, fully caged. Okay, I'm sorry, I missed that. No, no, no. That's and, but if you missed it, maybe hear. one of our listeners missed it. Now he's uh, laughing. I'll turn my microphone on. Yeah, we talked about go. that, honey. When you had your okay. earphone, earphones were not on. Um, I apologize. It's okay. I'm late to the game. Yeah, it's a 99 Corolla automatic. It's the yellow Baywatch car that we've all passed many times, and just keeps going round and round and round. Uh, so look here's the deal it's a sub one thousand dollar lemons car yeah if you're waiting two years before you race a sub thousand dollar lemons car it won't be worth anything the cage will need updating you'll need a new fire system you'll need new belts whatever john peggle thinks up next will need to be added like maybe rain lights the car is a screaming deal for someone who's going to race it right now don't let it sit around for two years. Don't take it to an autocross. That's not where it's going to be best. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jeff. I'm going to vote but terrible on this. First off, learn stick while you're learning car control because then they go together and then it's a natural. You're not forcing it later on. Mm-hmm. So that you, And also, you have better car control with the stick because you can, you can use your throttle better to steer. With the automatic, as long unless you have a way to manually shift it between gears exactly, which the 99 Corolla dx does not have then <laughs> you're gonna miss some of that car control and you do have a gonna... means to make it make more noise it just won't go any faster exactly um really i think it's gonna be so much better to get something street legal because steve doesn't really have tow vehicle and i mean they have a minivan and they could rent a tow dolly but that's a huge pain having something street legal lets you bring it to events so much more easily um and also it lets Josh work on tuning things a little bit like he can do something to it go drive around the street and see how it feels and he could say oh well now the car is really dirty and doesn't feel right or has no power whatever the case may be that's hugely valuable for learning and if you can only do that when you're in a parking lot once a month you're going to miss out on all that Um, you need something that you're going to be able to easily pick up bring to the local autocross bring to the, the BMW street survival school that'll be critical for Josh as a good learning point for him going in as a start um Bring it to Track Nights in America, uh, Evolution School as you get faster. Learn on a low-power street tire car that's legal and small. Like Just like said, Jeff said, get a Miata or a Civic or something like that. Or a Fit. Or a Fit. Does right. it, Steve have a Fit laying around still? He used to years ago. But you know how Steve is. He changes cars like underwear. So uh, something like Once that is month? what you need. Yikes. I know, right? Um, that's Ew. that's that's going to get you toward the goals you have. I mean, Steve, we love you, Steve, but sometimes you go for the cheap option instead of the good option just because it's cheap, not even that it's right. So don't cheap out on this one. You can still find cheap cars, but that's not the right one. That's exactly what I was going to say. You can still, there are plenty of all of those things that we listed for that that kind of money. 
Um, I also agree. I had, um, I drove on the road, a car that didn't belong on the road that was built for a racetrack and it was miserable. So I think, um, <laughs> that was my yellow e prepared rabbit. So I, uh, like to, I'm also, I'm in agreement. Hell, uh, hella terrible is what it is. Um, I, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, just learn to drive a car, uh, get a car that is useful in other things. Buying just a, per, a prepared caged car, um, makes it so that's all you could use it for so get something you don't already have and then you can use it for this the street and on the racetrack or whatever you know a racetrack type he thing. needs a street car anyway yeah. right well he right? has one they got him this like 600 hundred dollar lexus ls on coilovers from somebody on grm done. So. well use that done yeah you could, but it's exactly. gonna be, you're not going to learn as much in that as you're on the miata Really, yeah. or yeah, sure. something. He lighter. also he did mention he's got a bent framed Miata or someplace kicking. Yeah. Off. Well, he had a he had an NA also Miata. With, Doesn't yeah. have that anymore. No, he he sold those all before he moved to oh, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, but he just bought one for like three hundred bucks with no, but that bent, bent frame and no title. And I don't think he's going <laughs> to get that. <laughs> that makes it here. a little bit harder. No, it's a great parts okay. car though. So, but yeah. there's still plenty of Miatas around to do this with, oh, or yeah. Civic, or whatever. There's so many things Especially that are going to be a better. Especially in Atlanta. Right. There's, yeah. And, and I'm gonna, Pencil, have you I'm chimed gonna, in yet? Go ahead. No, and I'm, so you, you can guess where I'm going with this. is also uh, but terrible. In two years, this would be a hella sweet idea. Yeah, go buy this Dead Nuts Reliable car, and then you and the boy and you, a couple of your friends go out and have a great time racing a rock-solid Class C car. But right now you're saying you want to learn car control without learning how to shift, and Chris touched on this. It's shifting is part of car control i would relate it to learning to play the piano without learning to read music it can be done but you're just making it so much harder so learn to shift it's a basic it's like turning and braking then you're going to get into car control and i would argue and people here would argue with me but i say i shift pretty well i'm still learning car control so that being said, if you're already in lemons and you're listening to this, if you guys are already in lemons and you want to cut your teeth on endurance racing, this car is actually a really good deal. So we do. We, we've got the link on our show notes. And no, you are not going to go out there and be, you know, class A superstars. But you are going to learn a lot about this series. You're going to have a great time. You are going to get more giggles out of it than money you're going to put into it. And when it blows up, chop it up with a hacksaw and go on to your next project. So, yeah, go uh, more experienced teams that are looking for a car, look at this link. It's in our show notes. Like if Bill and company were like last year, I would say, Bill, just go buy this. You probably have it on you. True. Just get it. And then <laughs> some of the newer drivers in your team can take it. It's an automatic. Fine. Wait, 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 wait. Can we stop right there? Bill, do not go do not. buy this. <laughs> right? So I, you you're like egging him at all. That's, that's why I said. <laughs> I said. And he has a, room. So. I said a year ago. No, no, it doesn't matter. He yeah, didn't but hear Bill's that. not going to hear that. He Bill, just turned off the podcast Bill buy race car. Bill must go buy race car. Yeah, he, he turned off the podcast and was like, all right, done. Chris said I should go buy another car. I'll go oh. buy another car. Uh, do not, do not buy another car, Bill. Texting him going, that's not what he said, Bill. That's not what he said. <laughs> Did yeah. we even get to say hi to Chrissy? Hi, Chrissy. How was your flight? Uh, my my travel for both getting to Nashville and home were awful. Like uh, I spent so Philadelphia airport was closed. Um, so they delayed the flight. They canceled a whole bunch of other ones. Every up and down the eastern seaboard is all they were all canceled uh, anywhere from New York, uh, Connecticut, Boston, 
um, Baltimore. Hey, I'm, all I'm closed. Forward to my flight tomorrow. This should be oh, fun. Well, it'd be fine. It was it's just, not it was raining. So that, that's the, like the storm that came through. All the people that got bumped will be on my flight now. Oh yeah, because I almost yeah. was there. Like I'm yeah. angry Absolutely. and sleepy. Oh yes. yeah. So it was supposed to be an hour and a half or two hour flight, and I spent two hours on the tarmac. And I so I got on the plane, got off the plane, waited around, hoping that they would actually let us go. They did. We waited on the tarmac again. Uh, then we flew, and then we waited on the tarmac again because there was no spots for us in Philadelphia because all of the flights were delayed. Um, and then it took an hour and a half to get my bags. So oh. and. It, and and my one bag only has three wheels, so and it's it is Why? actually fifty pounds. Why um, does your bag only have three wheels? Because one wheel broke when I got to Nashville, oh. so I have to now carry around. I just like kind of drag it sadly, kind of like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a defiant dog. So I, for a while, I was I was gonna make it, and then uh, it got later and later, and then I was like, I just don't. Nothing is going right for me today. Oh, so, but you but you did make it, and now the show's so much better. Oh, that's good. Did you see the picture that I put in the notes? Oh, yes. we made fun of those clowns oh. for a good ten minutes. <laughs> we we had a good time. I mean, we made a racing theme. Uh, it was kind of a it was an yeah. idea that Chris and I came up with, and then I sold it to my team and sold it to the rest of the team, and everybody loved it. So it went over. Really we just we just like that every the only person not wearing racing stuff from Party City is actually the only race car driver in that photo. It's true. I didn't have it on at that point, but we did have really awesome that green and black shirt that I have on. The whole team got shirts that says Amerigas Racing on it. So uh, it's fun. It was it was a nice time. People were like, oh, "That's is that your really your helmet? What?" <laughs> uh, and that, so there were different themes at this thing. I won't take over too much of the time, but there were different themes. And somebody else it was like cowboys, so they were wearing their cowboy hats. And it was a quick decision that Chris and I were talking on at breakfast on Sunday morning, and I was like, "Should I bring my racing helmet?" He's like, "Bring the helmet." And so um, when people are wearing, um, they were wearing cowboy hats because there was a cowboy theme in a different room. So I'm walking around in my helmet and they're like, that's badass. So, um, (laughs) yeah, so it ended up being really good. It was one of those uh, live in a Marriott uh, convention center for, or a, um, you know, the event space center for three days. And it was, I was doing a lot of logistics, but I was also presenting. So it was, uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. But now it's time to go racing. So, woo. Yeah. Well, hey, Chrissy, on that happy note, why don't you give us the next show promo? Oh, I like this this thing. I know how to say it, but why do I need to how to pronounce oh, it? Oh, that, no, that was totally for that was totally for me. Uh, let's go no canoeing and chargagag and chargagag something. It's pretty close. Anyway. Whatever, it's close. Okay. Um so we race. Thompson race. It's a Thompson race. He drinks a lager drink. He drinks a cider drink. He drinks a vodka drink. He drinks- oh my gosh! You have to watch that video. Um, the, go on YouTube and look up Tom said. I think it was what two years ago. Yeah. Well, Jeff and I are on the, the front cover of it. Okay, anyway, so we raced at, uh, hopefully we're going to race at Thompson. So we're going to be talking about Thompson next next show. Uh, hopefully, uh, the, it's called The Hangover Show. Share your experiences. If you can't make it, watch our social media. We will try to be as active as possible. We'll probably do some live on there. And uh, if you're head of the race, stop stop over, say hi. Um, we're having a big cookout on Saturday. So if you uh, don't forget, bring some food, please. And wait, wait, wait. I clicked the link. This is not even close. That was no. that's not right. That's, that's not wrong. even close. No, it's no. not. Um, anyway, so Saturday, hit us up, um, and if you leave us a review, then we'll give you a sticker. How about that? 
Do we have stickers to bring? Yeah, we do. We do. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll bring some. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, we got stickers. Bring it. Fantastic. Uh, is it time to get off of here? Uh-huh. We have nothing else to cover. Nothing Hold else to get to the order. I got. I got to move from once. Oh, put it on the other. Put it on your. Um, get on your bingo card. Oh yeah, I just <laughs> closed mine. I didn't have it. <laughs> oh, thank you for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week's all wiener edition until the very end of Everyone <laughs> Racers. We also hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and building because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe. It's totally free. Then go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. It's coming on like six months since someone has given us an iTunes rating. Go to iTunes. Give us a rating. Hello. We'll give you a beer, Thompson. Come on. Look, come even on. if you don't like us, go to iTunes. Tell us why. As long as you give us five stars. If you have any questions or show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page, Everyone Racers, or email us at everyone.racers at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram or Twitter at everyone.racers. Thanks again, and until next week, keep the shiny side up. Unless there is no shiny side. Then just keep the wheels down. <laughs>